All right, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Dive In Deep Show podcast. My name is Rudy Ray Gonzalez, and I'm here with my co-host, Jason Vibot. What's good? What's good? Yeah, I know you guys haven't seen another host for a couple episodes now. Just the schedule's been different and stuff, so it's just going to be me and you holding it down for just for now. So we'll see how that goes. But we are at 473 subscribers. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit the like button because our views been down. We got to get them back up. So subs, we subs still been going up, but yeah, the views down a little bit. Yeah, we got to get people to watch the long episode. It's easy to get the shorts viewers and stuff like that, but we need to get some people to lock into the whole episode. Yeah, maybe gotta keep uh, uploading them like ten minute fragments yeah, of that's, episodes. That's why I went and talked to you by doing this and read like detailing stuff so we can do that. Yeah, but yeah, so we're gonna get to opening the show with something new, the tweet of the week. So. I have one, and it's from NBA Retweet. Do you like them? Or are you? Uh, they post stuff to talk about. Yeah. And say I like or dislike them, but they, they post stuff to talk about. I'd say controversial stuff. Well, they reported that Portland is open to trading Anthony Simons and actively shopping their number three pick. The goal is to build around Damian Lillard. We've been over this so many times. Yeah. Um,. I just don't really see the. I don't. I don't see the point. I, I feel like you. You've been there, done that with Dame. Still playing at a high level, of course. Dame is still fully capable of being a very key contributor on a contending team. Obviously, just made second team All NBA. But at this point, you you kind of see where the team's identity is at. It's such a young team outside of Dame, and Dame's kind of like. Just the odd one out because he's the older one. He's been there bef- way before all of any of his teammates were there. And I just feel like they kind of need to embrace their youth and just go forward with that. Dame constantly hints out wanting to, you know, be in a contender and he's not in one. So just, you know, I feel like it's it's a situation that will be beneficial to both sides if you deal them out. You know, give your young guys a chance to shine. You have guys like Anthony Simons who you just look at his numbers without Damian Lillard. They're, they they go up quite a bit. They provided it. So over that tweet, Joel, our boy Joel, he tweeted Anthony Simons averaged, averaged 27.9 points, 5.7 assists, and 2.9 rebounds in the 11 games without Dame. Yeah, that's, you know, not the biggest sample size, but it, it, it's telling of, you know, this guy is, you know, he, he's got a very some high potential that you kind of want to explore that because you kind of, you, you've seen what you can get with Dame and you're not going to be able to build that proper roster around him by bringing in another star, at least in my opinion, unless like you absolutely hit a grand slam with this draft pick and he turns out to be a phenom, but that's just wishful thinking in my opinion. So they see this as value though, which I can agree that he has a decent value. Yeah, he but, does. But what 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 are we talking about here? What kind of guy is even available that's going to be of that caliber to help this Portland team get over the hump? It, it's more than one guy. God, you can't just. Yeah. It's a whole. It's a whole unit. I feel like they need like they have nice pieces, but it's it's just like the the big is lacking there. It's got to be a big, in my opinion. Has to be. Your Nurkic is just kind of just very, but as underwhelming as it gets for a center, he's fine. But that is, at the end of the day, the best thing I can say about him. He's fine. The front court is just 
a bit lackluster. Like you have him, uh, Jeremy Grant is, he's Jeremy Grant. Like he's a nice player, but you know, how he's, much does he contribute to? He's underrated. He's really good. He's fine in my opinion. We're talking about him later again, but okay. let's talk about the guys who would be available. DeAndre Aiden's not moving me for them. No, sir. And you, I would not give up Simons in the number three pick for Aiden. Absolutely. That would be an awful not. trade. Absolutely not. For me, you got to expand this deal if you want to really go out and get him some help. And they might hang up on you, but you got to call Philly. Say, what's it going to take for you to entertain a conversation with Joel Embiid? A number three pick is that's high value. Simons, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Sixers get convinced to rebuild, but it would take more than this. I mean, you got to take a whole lot more. You're trading for an MVP. You probably got to include Sharp. MVP. Like, as of right I know. now, he's our league's MVP. But that's the only guy I could see that could truly help them. Like wing players, you already got Grant. Uh, Nasir Little is a good player. If they're keeping Sharp and Dame, so really you only have to fill one spot. And I can't think of anyone else who'd be available. Yeah, but again, if we're talking about, you know, the the move that could really help them is them trading for the MVP. Let, let's let's come back down to earth and you know be realistic. So I, I, that just doesn't seem like a good plan to me. If if you're able to pull it off, kudos to you. But you got to assume that Philly's just already willing to move off of Joel Embiid, which could be in that direction maybe next year. But I don't see them fresh off of an MVP season just them moving off from him. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like Miles Turner would even be available. But even then, like you're that's that's you're not getting enough back. It's a slight upgrade over what they have. Yeah, it's not it's, like a gigantic upgrade. I don't know what they're doing, but like it's everything is in place. We've talked about it already going in circles, but everything's in place for them to rebuild and get, you can get so much more for Dame. Like you can get a ton of draft picks. Absolutely. And man, embrace, embrace the rebuild, embrace the rebuild. Exactly. I, I feel the same way. We felt the same way for like three or four years now, <laughs> yeah. ever since I'm a Cullum trade. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They, they just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Like, but even Dame like was hinting at a trade. It was again. It, it seems like he wants it. I don't. It it feels like the organization kind of wants it. But if y'all both want it, do it. Y'all waiting on like Dame's not getting any younger. He's not. This is right now the most like next year he's gonna be older. That's a that, year of and that contract about to get crazy. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they figure it out because I'm tired of like talking. I'm 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 definitely gonna enjoy watching. Them, but it's gonna suck seeing like Dame and Anthony going again, and now Sharp just has to sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. And he can put up numbers coming off coming off the bench, but I, I think he's well, a we, starter. We know he's capable of much more than that. So. Yeah, but I'll say this: What about Cat? Where's the defense on that team? Where? I don't know, but I think where. <laughs> but the Cat is an upgrade from Nurkic. Absolutely, That's absolutely. A, but you're banking on just you just outscoring it because you're not stopping anybody with a lineup like that. Yeah. Getting torched on it. They might have a top offense, but they'll also have a bottom two defense, in my opinion. But you wouldn't want to see Anthony and, and Ant and the number three pick. Potentially it's a Brandon Miller. Are you talking about like so moving or a Dame, moving, Walker? Move, so moving Dame out. No, no, I'm saying if they're trading Anthony. And the number three pick for Cat, or even uh, even Gobert, I, it's not that bad, honestly. Like they get a defensive guy, mm-hmm. and maybe you grab. 
I need I, I need some type of defense. I do like yeah, my, my guy Jarius, so I do like that. But I need some type of defense, man. I don't know about Cat. That's just that's another name that's been on the market. Yeah. So rightfully so. Yeah, Portland, please figure it out, because they are just they have so much, so many assets, just they're not willing to do it. I don't know why. Shame, man. So do you have a tweet of the week or anything that you saw? You um, had one, but it's kind of old now. We were talking about it a couple of days ago. Oh, the fantasy one? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it real quick. Yeah, you saw it. I was of the opposite opinion, so. So, yeah, I got a little football-related one, you know, football season around, which means fantasy football season around the round. Is around the corner, always fun. So I have a little trio. Which one would you rather have? Up top, we have Justin Herbert, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Garrett Wilson. And then the bottom is going to be Justin Fields, Bijan Robinson, and Devontae Adams. I feel like I have to go with Herbert, McCaffrey, and Garrett Wilson. Just because, I mean, I, we know that Bijan's going to be yeah, probably dominant. But I and even and I love Justin Fields, but I I still this is the year I need to see a lot from him. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got Devonte, but Garrett Wilson's gonna be really good. And you know how Rodgers loves to feed his guys when yeah. they're you know they're nice. I think it's Herbert and McCaffrey that are gonna outweigh in this scenario. I so think the, the people which at first didn't you say the bottom? I I might have, but you know how much I love Fields, so I just. Well, so Fields has to do what he did last year, which is was already insane. He has to have like two hundred. Well, so actually, you know what? If I look at this from a fantasy perspective, so if I have these three guys, yeah. I, that's what I was thinking because Devontae, his quarterback situation is not the greatest, but mm-hmm. he's still probably going to put up numbers. And yeah. Fields was like top five fantasy wise quarterback because I had him last year. It was. My thing is the reason why you would probably lean Fields is you look at a. Justin Herbert, fantasy-wise, was a bit disappointing. Just go look at who he had lining up at whiteout every week. It was, it, it was, it was a mess, man. So I'd like to think come next season we're going to be a bit more healthier. Uh, going to get a fingers crossed. Healthy Keenan Allen, healthy Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston, rookie coming in. Uh, Jalen Guyton was a big deep threat that we missed all of last year. Um, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler out of the backfield. When Justin Herbert was healthy with all these guys two years ago, he was a top two, top three fantasy quarterback. So I can only think how he's going to bounce back once his guys are healthy. Christian McCaffrey, fantasy god, just does everything, especially that one game he had where he like threw a touchdown, caught a touchdown. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, rushed a touchdown. And then Garrett Wilson, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, like when he you know gets a good feel for his guys, he's, he's going to feed them. And so especially PPR, that that's a PPR demon team in my opinion. Yeah, and you like you said, you already mentioned you got to look at more with when it comes to the quarterbacks. You can't just think about them. You got to think about who they're throwing to. Yeah. If Chargers are healthy, Herbert's he's got some guys that he's throwing to. Mm-hmm. But Fields does too now. It does. So he's got Mooney and more, yeah. but it, it's kind of him I think, and what the offense is going to do. I don't know if they're they're going to let him run as much as they I were. I think the big difference to me, I think Fields Herbert can be close. I think Wilson Adams can also be close. I think the big difference here is McCaffrey versus Bijan. You know, they have a lot of other running backs over in Atlanta. They I know do. Bijan's probably, he's for sure going to show he's the best one. But if we're talking about strictly fantasy, is he going to get those 
crazy amount of carries each and every week, or are you going to have a Bijan week and then an Algier week, like one week here Cordell and there? Cordell Patterson. Exactly. I don't, I, yeah, I have no idea how that's going to go. I don't either, but so yeah, McCaffrey, he's the guy in San Francisco. I know you, he's yeah. going to get the, he's going to get the bulk of it every week. So give me the top, give me Herbert, Wilson and McCaffrey. I'm going to just, I'm going to just, let's keep hold of this. Let's keep a hold of this tweet and, and, and check on it later. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. Cause this was definitely, I've looked at the comments on this and it's so funny because especially like when we make, you know, content and stuff, everybody's like, oh, I'm taking the top one and it's not close. And then another comment below it, I'm taking the bottom one. It's not close. It's yeah. like, well, it's probably close. <laughs> yeah. You were getting the exact opposite answers. It's probably a little closer than you guys think. No, that is. It can be. Yeah. Because if Fields takes the next step and they're still letting him run the ball, yeah. he was doing crazy things. For sure. So I think, but just to go, just to end, off, end it off with this, Devontae could Get a lot, I get a little less than he was doing last year just based off his quarterback play. Yeah, get well soon, Jimmy. Yeah, I think he'll be fine, but even even if he is healthy, I mean, yeah. I love Jimmy, but he's not throwing the ball like that. I don't want to say it, but <laughs> gonna be a lot of Josh Jacobs next oh, season. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna open up with our three main topics. We are gonna get to the finals update, but the first topic, go ahead, sir. Yeah, so again. Phasing out the basketball season pretty soon. Should be coming to an end pretty soon. So that means we're going to get more football, man. Let's talk about the top three quarterbacks with the most approved this season. Uh, it's a bunch of guys, you know, making some big changes to their teams. And that that, that means you, you got pressure. We You know, we love to talk about who's got the most pressure. So who, who, give me three quarterbacks with the most pressure on them. <clears throat> so for me, going into this NFL season – the top, the three quarterbacks with the most pressure on them. I got Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, and Justin Herbert. For Josh Allen, for me, I'm, I like the guy, but for me, he tries to be a hero too much. Ends up turning the ball over a lot. I get it. He's, he's huge. He's a linebacker playing quarterback, and he's, he's, he's got the talent. But I just need him to focus in, lock in more, and not turn the ball over because it, it, it ends up almost costly to the point where that Dolphins game in the playoff was close. That should have been a blowout. Yeah. So. He's got to lock in. On the other side. Yeah, I know exactly. And I can give him his credit for, you know, two years ago when he was going head-to-head with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's in the past. Like, you, you kind of regressed. I know he was dealing with the shoulder thing and with the arm, with shoulder or arm. He was dealing with the arm thing, right? The elbow or whatever. I think it was his elbow. Whatever he was dealing with that, I, I'll, I'll give you a pass. This season, you got to be better. Yeah. You got to be better. Can't be leading the league at interceptions if you're – MVP candidate, Madden, yeah. Madden cover Getting boy. Getting top like. two, yeah. It was funny, bro. I saw a tweet that I, I sent it to y'all. Did you? I oh, sent the, it to y'all. they did the, the Dame one or like that Dame style. Where yeah. It's like it shouldn't be too far. A, a beard grown or something like that. Let's see. Or it should be right here. That's. Oh, that's. Pff, yeah. <laughs> not going to find it there. Okay. So it says Josh Allen, how it started. Zero MVPs, zero offensive, offensive player of the year, zero first team all pros, zero turnovers, and zero Madden covers. And now it's. Zero MVP, zero offensive player of the years, no first team all pros, 112 turnovers, and one Madden cover. It's a bit mean, but I mean, you know, memes are memes are mean, you know. Memes are mean, man. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought it would be someone else. Who was the last one? Last year was um. Was it Hurts? I don't play Madden. I, I do, so I. I'm asking you. You yeah, should that's what know. I'm Who was it? What the heck? Was it Mahomes? 
Maybe I think it was a receipt. Was it McCaffrey? I don't think so. He's been on the cover though. Madden twenty. Oh, they put Madden on. The oh cover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Respect. Respect. Yeah. Rest in peace. But yeah, so I have I had Josh Allen there, and then where to go? I have Dak Prescott, the quarterback from my team. Yeah. This is, you got weapons on this team. Pollard's coming back. They said he's, he said he's faster than he was before. That He came out and said that. That's, so, that's scary unless he capping, but. I, I mean, scary. most guys do. I'm better than I was before. Wow. I know they always say that, but wow. he's, the point is he's healthy. You got CD Lamb. You got Brandon Cooks. You, you, you just, you're bringing back Michael Gallup, who's healthy now. And the defense, they got, they wanted the arguably top two, top three uh, defensive back duo. So they got rid of that terrible offensive coordinator that's been holding him back yeah. for years. So he's out of there, you know. Everything's lined up for you. Like, you know, I don't trust Dak, but he's got to do it this year, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And then I got your guy, Justin Herbert. Fair. I think I don't look at it the same <laughs> way other people do, where they just tear him down. I think he's great. I think he's amazing. I think he's top three stamped but he does need to just go out gotta show us he's gotta show like you're supposed to win that playoff game mm-hmm. if i think if he wins that playoff game versus the jaguars and then loses in the next round we're not hearing all the noise none because yeah. he would have lost to the chiefs we would yeah. have played the chiefs and you know how them chargers chiefs games go it would have been close we probably would have lost on a game-winning mahomes drive yeah we damn sure would have made it a closer game than the jags did and but it didn't happen, so now I have to hear about how he's overrated, how Hurts is better, how all these guys are better than him. And I know what my guy's capable of, but I'm, I'm with you. He got he got to show us. I'm hoping he's hearing that noise, and he's like, all right, let me just go. Fuck, if we get injured again, I was playing injured. Let's just go do it. Like, Yeah. How much can you really say if you see him just bawling? These guys need to go that are tearing him down, they need to go watch the film of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So those are my three. Yeah, good list. Uh, had a couple of my names on there, but I'll try to be a little different. So um, I'm going to do Lamar Jackson as one. Lamar Jackson. Uh, they've they've done <clears throat> what they can to help him at the receiver position, which, you know, to be TBD if they had a little bit more help with Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. But as of right now, it's a, it's a solid receiving core. It's stacked core. right now. It's a solid receiving core. You have Odell Beckham. You know, hopefully he looks like how he was before he got hurt. Zay Flowers, my my favorite receiver in the draft. Um, Shot Bateman. Rashad Bateman, who has shown some promises when he's been on the field, but that's been the issue. He hasn't been on the field. Devin DuVernay, he's okay. Uh, Mark Andrews, top three-ish tight end in the league. And one of the things about the Ravens for the past two years, they've been in contention for the playoffs. Last year they made the playoffs, almost won a playoff game. Without Lamar. Their guy was not there. Lamar Jackson, come the end of the season, you have to be healthy. Maybe you could have used the whole contract issue as a reason why you didn't play this past year. Okay, fine. But now, if you don't come through and you're hurt again come playoff time, that, that's a bad look, man, because now we're starting to worry about your reliability and how if you're going to be able to stay on the field, which I know when he's on the field, he's a great player, but we need you on the field. This is his opportunity to come on show. The Ravens have a great defense. Again, they've done what they could to, you know, give him receivers. Gave Odell a bag, so they're trying. They're trying to help him out. And now Lamar just has to go and show what I believe he's capable of. 
Yeah, and like I said, completely. I think I would say they're pretty stacked offensively if they're healthy, and then their defense is great. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I, I had, I was considering Lamar, but I didn't, I, I didn't think I could put him over these other guys. Yeah, no, literally, my original list was Herbert, Prescott, and Lamar. But I'll throw in another name who, again, different or not again, but he's in a different situation. Been with one team his whole career, but now he's on the other side of the AFC. Aaron Rodgers. I had him on my list and I took him off. Aaron Rodgers. Um, again, he, Miss Rodgers defenders just love to just talk about how terrible his situation was. Like he didn't have any help. It's just been Rodgers and a bunch of bums, which I just completely disagree with that. Um, now you're with a, a, a different situation. I think the Jets' defense is universally regarded as a great defense. Garrett Wilson, everybody's you know offense rookie of the year. They're projecting superstar for him. Brees Hall was on the way for winning that rookie of the year. You gotta you gotta show us you know you gotta live up to the, all these MVPs that you have come playoff time. I, now you're with the big dogs, man. All the great quarterbacks are over here, and. He wanted to go over there. He did. This was his choice. He wanted to go over there. I don't want to hear no more BS about, you know, towards the end of the season if, you know, they go out sad in the playoffs or go out sad in the regular season like how they did last year. I don't want to hear about how Duda doesn't have enough help. I'm, I'm just sick of it. I want I want to see results from Aaron Rodgers. I don't want I, – I don't think we should be talking about one of the greatest passers of our generation and dude hasn't won or gotten close to winning in 13 years. It's just unacceptable. Yeah, that's just too big, too big of a gap given the talent and how great those Packer teams have been. Um, I know they did go through that coaching issue mm-hmm. early on in the 2010s, yeah. <clears throat> but you just look at you know Garrett, you have Garrett Wilson, he's a stud. They brought in your guy Alan Lazard. They brought in your guy Randall Cobb. I mean, they they their line when they're healthy is good, yeah. and you got one of the best young backs and behind you, and you have a top five defense, so you don't really have an excuse. You should be expected to. I don't want to say they should be expected to win the division, but you're expected to yeah, at least contend, be but no lower than top two. In the division, yeah, yeah, I they definitely you got to win a playoff game for me. Because if you go these two, I would I say he literally has, what, two years left maybe? I think so. But, again, like this was a team that was very close to making the playoffs, but we knew their quarterback play was near the bottom of the league. So if you get this gigantic upgrade, that should mean, okay, now you're a playoff team. It should be that simple in my opinion. I agree with you. Yeah, and I had, and I had Aaron Rodgers on my list, but then I was like, he does have – because I remember saying personally for me, I was like, what does he have left to prove – you're bringing up a good perspective why, but I'm just saying he has MVPs and he has a Super Bowl, so... No, he does. He's a well-accomplished player, but again, just, just go look at his last few playoff games, man. Yeah, He's really? had opportunities to, you know, years where he won MVP to show you, like, okay, this is why I won MVP. This is why I'm the best quarterback in the league. And I haven't seen it come playoff time. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, that's valid. So, again... Uh, you stole about two of my names, so let me get another one. And sure, this is a pretty good one. What about Deshaun Watson? He definitely has a lot Deshaun to prove. Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, before all this, you know, hoopla happened years ago, this was a guy we were looking at like a potential top one quarterback in the league. He was top two, top three, amazing talent. He was doing, putting up crazy numbers post DeAndre Hopkins, where it was just him and nobody. Weren't winning many games, but the team was terrible. Nobody puts that on him. 
you have the whole thing, of course, don't have to speak on that too much. Takes a year off, seemingly like two years. And now he's in Cleveland. Uh, you know, first year or first game, first few games back, he looked rough. And I get, you know, you go that long without playing professional football in actual games. There's going to be some rust there. So, but it, it was, he was legit, like just playing bad. Like it was bad. So, Jacoby said it was playing better. Legitimately. And I wouldn't have expected that given, even given the fact that he was coming back from that big break. Yeah. And then, um, but you just see what they have now, that nice defense there. Um, they added uh, Elijah Moore. Mari Cooper is just so solid everywhere he goes, about as solid as they come for the receiver position. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku had a breakout season. Nick Chubb was arguably a top two running back the whole year. Um, great O-line. Deshaun has to show us why we were putting him in this conversation with Mahomes just two years ago. He has to return to that form because that's what Cleveland traded. That's why they traded for you. That's why they gave you an insane amount of money, fully guaranteed. guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. We haven't seen a contract like that since, I'm pretty sure. And he has to show why why he's getting that money. Yeah, and then we're leaving out because this hasn't happened yet. But if you do also get DeAndre Hopkins, he's number one on everyone's list. Absolutely. Because of what happened, because of the roster that you have. And you at that point, you are probably the most stacked roster in the league. Up there. I mean, Hopkins is still top five. He's I, top five. Uh, or, not official top five, but we know he has top five capabilities. Caliber, yeah, top five caliber. He has to, you know, stay away from whatever he was putting in his body that got him suspended. <laughs> Stop getting hurt, which I know he's getting a little older. But we're just talking about when DeAndre Hopkins is on the field performing, he is still one of the best of the best. Yeah, he's coming off of, I think, 800 yards in, what, 10 games, 11 games? Yeah. That's on pace to lead the league, bro, with and not a top quarterback no, at playing. He, he like, only had Kyler Murray for a few of those. Yeah, he was with Colt uh, McCoy. Colt McCoy, and I think Colt McCoy got hurt. Yeah, so he I, did. I couldn't even tell you who the third quarterback yeah, was. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but that's impressive. So, And I know that's something that hasn't happened yet, but you could say that for also Lamar. I mean, you, you alluded to it. You didn't say Hopkins, but maybe Dak gets Hopkins. Maybe Watson gets yeah. Anybody who gets Hopkins, my point is that they're, you're shooting bringing pressure. Josh <laughs> Allen, yeah. you know, he met with the Patriots, which is, I can that's, see why. Probably the one where it's not adding too much pressure. But yeah. If he's going with one of these like top echelon quarterbacks, that pressure rises. Shoot, Justin Herbert. For sure. I, again, still not entertaining that. I just don't see it, but you're right. Yeah, you have two reasons why you don't want to expect that. And then you kind of know it's probably not going to happen anyways. So you don't want to get your hopes up. But I'm kind of doing the same thing for Cowboys. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah. But he mentioned them, so that's why I was just yeah. saying that. So, yeah, those are our quarterbacks with the most to prove this season. Sure, for sure. Now, just move on to another side of the offense. On the offense, let's talk about our top 10 wide receivers going into next season. You know, off-season talk always means top 10 lists, always fun. So let's hear your top 10 wide receivers. How about you go first? All right, my top 10 wide receivers heading into the next season. At number 10, I have DK Metcalf. Number nine, C.D. Lamb. Eight, DeAndre Hopkins. Seven, Jamar Chase. Six, Stephon Diggs. Five, Cooper Cup. Four, A.J. Brown. Three, Tyreek Hill. Two, Devontae Adams. And one, Justin Jefferson. Let me see again. Let me see. I feel like you have Brown a little high. I love what and he was Chase doing. And Chase Lowe. 
Chase, you know, he definitely had a better rookie year. I know he was hurt. Um, he missed some games. He, he definitely missed some games. Um, he he did sh- still show, you know, he he's still a good re- of elite receiver. Uh, the, you know, I, I think you know them drops is still slightly an issue. Um, I think the one where I would have swat where I was really close was Diggs and Chase. That's one where I was really close. Um, AJ Brown. I just love that the one year where he's fully healthy, he balled the heck out. Like, he was balling this year. I loved what he was doing, just the contested catches was, you know, uh, Hurts is most reliable. I think a lot of what Hurts, you know, is getting credit for for taking this leap has a lot to do with A.J. Brown. I just think he was so good last year, man, and I just fully believe in his capabilities and – I think the only reason which were, again, I, who else I dropped was Cooper Cup. But, again, he was having a great year. He got hurt. I don't know how much Matt Stafford we're going to see this year. So I'm not expecting a whole lot mm. from him, but I do think he's still he's still a top five receiver. I was under the impression that he's going to be healthy. He's still having that issue with his back? With his um, back, right? It's his neck, I think. Back or neck? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I can go with mine now, and then we can continue the discussion. So my top 10 wide receivers going into this NFL season. At number 10, I do have DK Metcalf. At number 9, I got DeAndre Hopkins. 8, CD Lamb. 7, AJ Brown. 6, Stephon Diggs. 5, Cooper Cup. 4, Tyreek Hill. 3, Jamar Chase. 2, Devontae Adams. And 1, Justin Jefferson. This was, it was difficult because I did have CD at nine and DeAndre at eight, mm-hmm. but I'm expecting a lot from CD. Yeah. They're, those literally I had, I don't know how I had it, but you had was, opposite. Yeah. I was close, but yeah, I, I definitely considered that. for sure. Yeah. I'm going to finally respect Cooper cup because I was watching a, just a couple highlights. I didn't watch the full game, but what he was doing as the main guy, I don't understand why teams just can't lock in on him, but he was just torturing him I mean, while sure he, when he try. was playing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like it though, but He's still up there. I had to respect Tyreek Hill, and I have Jamar Chase in my top I see, three. I see why you said that about Jamar Chase. You have him very high. I've been looking at I feel at, like his rookie year was just so much better, and I get this is more of a projection. Yeah, I'm projecting. I think he's definitely going to go top five in any fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. I think that Joe Burrow and the Bengals do have a lot to prove this year, and I, I know they have T. Higgins. And, I must say, speaking of honorable mention T. Higgins. I was very much... I'm very high on TA. I know you are. I don't know if I'd have had him at 11 or 12. I might have had him at third, but somewhere between 13 and 15. I considered him, but DK's just a dog. Yeah, I mean, if we had time, I would have done a whole top 30, But which, which those are fun, but then they just... It gets draining, you know. Funky just, at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I mean, you had Jefferson one, right? Yes. I was close. I still think Devontae Adams is. I I feel like this is like a one A one B type. It's thing. It's quarterback play that does it for me. Yeah, that's. And it's not saying a whole lot about Kirk Cousins, but they just have a connection, and right, I've yeah. yet to see what Devontae and Jimmy G are going to do, or if Jimmy G's not playing, I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. So. I just think in terms of wide receiver ability, like, you don't get a whole lot better than Devontae Adams. Like, I think it's it's marginal for me. I think Devontae is still that good. Yeah, and I was going to say this too. If two is healthy all year, I know that uh, it's Tyreek Hill's not alone over there. Mm-hmm. He could be the top receiver in the league. Like, but it could happen. He's 
the most dynamic player we have in the league. So, yeah, that's not crazy. It, through the first, what was it, before Tua got hurt, he was on insane pace. He yeah. was, like, leading the offensive player of the year odds. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm, that's not crazy at all. But um, I feel like you probably had a similar ranking for A.J. Brown last year, though. So, what? not that you're long. He's seven, but, like. Uh, I just couldn't put him over Diggs, who's going to get more. Volume is going to see more of the ball. Couldn't put him over Cooper Cup just based off talent. And like I said, like any like three outside of the top two, really three to like eight. You can, I don't mind putting anybody. I said three to seven. Three to like, seven. I feel like okay, he has to be outside those guys. You think he has to? I There's no so. Dalton Schultz this year. It's just going to be him and Cooks. At Cooks, but yeah, I don't expect look. Cooks to get over a thousand. I mean, the he's going to be around 900. The way uh, McCarthy been talking, he wants to run the ball. He yeah. said, he said, Kellen Moore ain't doing nothing. Again, this horrible OC that y'all had that he just didn't do nothing right. So he got him out and apparently y'all, y'all want to run the ball. But I, I, I do believe in CD's capabilities. I just think these guys, there's like that tier, like top tier is Jefferson Adams. And then that next tier is those next four guys. So you have like Chase Hill, Cub Diggs, Brown, that's the next tier. And then you have Lamb, which, again, Hopkins is like the wild card. Yeah, because he could be top five. Literally, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm glad you respect DK Metcalf. He had some drops last year, and I think him and G- after a year of Geno, mm-hmm. I mean, they they have they have a fucking great trio. So. Jason, Tyler Lockett is, again, as consistent as they come yeah. to the receiver position. DK Metcalf, just the talent is undeniable. Where would you have put in? So you said you would have put uh, T. Higgins around. Just outside. Okay, so where would you have put in, like a Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith? In that tier, but I think below them. Top fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I would say like the next few names, just off the top of my head. Debo. Uh, eh, yeah, I guess he just had a down year, but he missed he was, a lot he of was, games. He was incredible two years ago, so I don't want to just say yeah. I mean, you're right. Garrett Wilson. Um, Terry McLaurin. I saw a lot of lists. They had him top ten. Like, yeah, I you know I did see that, and I also think that Chris Olave could be now that he's got a that's my consistent quarterback. That's my guy. How you feel about the Derek Carr connection there? Um, he 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 puts it down the field. Yeah, no, Olave will get down there. Yeah, he's obviously better than Andy Dalton. Which again, I think you're a little too hard on Andy Dalton. Don't think he was that bad. Um, He's awful. Um, so, but Derek Carr, he offers you pretty sound QB play, nothing spectacular, but obviously an upgrade. So he's going to be anywhere from 10 to 15. Yeah. Closer to 15 in my opinion, but yeah. Yeah. I can get with that, man. And I say one more name that I've felt bad that I couldn't put him in here because I thought about him and Metcalf was Amon Ra. Him too. Yeah, yeah. I would probably put him at 11. Yeah. That's fair. He's in the situation where he gets to show his like number one. My thing is with. T. Higgins, like... He's better than I, T. I just, Higgins. I, just, I don't think so. Oh, Amon Ross St. Brown is better than T. Higgins. I think... It just sucks to both of them. Well, Amon Ross probably going to have better stats. Yes. But once Jameson Williams comes back, it might go down a little bit because you are gonna you have two guys that you could feed. I think I, I'm really high on Jameson. My thing is, them games that Chase was missing, T. Higgins he was, was still there. He was balling still. Yeah, so he I, was. I think he has number one capabilities. It's just Chase is better than him. He, Chase is going to be favored more. 
I but think. he also might see better coverage from the guy. They're going to lock in on him, so yeah. T. Higgins might be able to expose. I still think they that Cincinnati room has the best group of wide receivers in the league. Yeah, I would agree. I think I would have to just agree. like Tyler Boyd was a legit like wide receiver two. He's just yeah. been relegated to a wide receiver three role. And then, again, I think T. Higgins is a one. I just think he hasn't been able to show it. Yeah, I agree with you. But I think I would take Almiral over him just slightly. Yeah, it's close. It's definitely close. Yeah, well, that's our top 10 wide receivers going into the, this upcoming season. So we're going to get into a little shorter topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about so, that one. One of the bigger news of the recent week, Mr. Dalvin Cook, who's been in Minnesota for the better part about six years or so, uh, he's been officially cut. It's official. I don't know if he's officially cut. I think, but he- I think they officially cut him either yesterday or the day before. So... Uh, you see the Vikings just kind of all off season, just kind of making cuts with guys that are, you know, a bit older. Dalvin Cook's not old, but in terms of running back years, a bit older. Yeah. Um, saw so they cut Eric Kendricks now Dalvin Cook. I'm forgetting other names, but yeah, Dalvin Cook is on the open market. Um, 27. That's not even. That's crazy. Man, that's right. He's getting up there for running back. He's not old, but in running back as, years, as as running football back, years. As far as running backs go, he's getting up there. I would say like he's he's obviously not old. That's ridiculous. But um, there's definitely been some crazy talk on his name about like how he's just washed up. And I, I I personally don't see it. Maybe I wasn't watching enough Vikings last year, but I still saw explosive runs from him here and there. I still saw that big play capability. I definitely think he can still contribute at a high level. Our boy Joel said and Dalvin Cook in 2023 led the NFL with 62 carries that either lost or did not gain a yard. Mm-hmm. Is that more on him or your line? Could be a mixture of both. 34.5% of his runs gained positive yards over expectation, the second lowest rate for running backs in 2022. From what I saw, that stat seems to hold true from what I was looking at. Yeah. Uh, He's an average player. Uh, you put him around. A, you put him behind a good line. I don't know. He could exceed. I'm not just gonna maybe a down ish year. And again, he still showed like there were certain games where he legit like would make explosive plays because he still has that capability. Definitely. So I think just in a right situation, I think he could still be a very like contribute at a pretty high level. He's right there with Kamara for me, where both of those guys can have a great season. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, absolutely. So, you got any destinations for him? As far as destinations, I, I didn't see... Miami? Um, yeah, they could you definitely use utilize that's, that's him. That's what came to my mind, Miami. Uh, it's kind of seems the only thing that's lacking-ish. But, you know, you have Jeff Wilson there uh, and Dalvin Cook. That could be a, a nice one-two punch over there. Yeah. I mean, as far as other teams, what is this, Washington? That? That's Florida State. Oh, I'm tripping out. I didn't see. I'm just <laughs> looking at colors that's, here. That's Derwin and Dalvin. I'm not seeing a whole bunch on here, but what other teams did you see? Uh, Miami was the one I'm focused on. Carolina? I'm seeing a good amount of Denver, but I don't think Denver. Yeah, Delvin, uh, Dalvin Cook is the perfect fit for Miami. Dalvin Cook would be perfect for the Browns. I don't mean they're going to be heavy with Nick Chubb. I don't see. I'm seeing Denver a lot, but Denver, didn't they sign Pirine and 
I mean, unless you want to have a nice running back by committee because you have Javante coming off the ACL yeah. tear, him, Samaj P. Ryan, Dalvin Cook, could be good. I feel like just with all the the running back market, you could probably get him pretty cheap, so I don't think it's going to take a whole lot to get him. Hey, Chargers. Char- yeah. Maybe. Y'all could. Like, he's more, we, we would have both styles. We have the more rusher, the running back that's more of a running back, and then our other running back, Austin Eckler, who's more of a receiver. Receiver, yeah. Dang, I, didn't, I was thinking about that. That's, you know what, that's something that I could see y'all actually, that's attainable, because y'all yeah. wouldn't have to overpay for yeah. him, spend too much money. I mean, who wouldn't want to like play a, with Justin Herbert, yeah, you know? Do like a one-year deal, see how it works. Nothing, you know, I don't have to commit to him for because it's a running back. You don't want to commit to a 27-year-old running back for multiple years who just got cut, by the way. I thought y'all were going to get Zeke. Ah, Zeke's future looking. Nobody wants to sign him. Yeah, man. That man came out with a list, and they were all just (laughs) like, we're good. I see Dalvin Cook would fit perfectly with the the commanders they have. Brian Robinson, right? Mm -hmm. And Um, then. Who's the other one? uh, uh, Gibson? Yeah, Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson? uh, I mean, I could see it somehow working, but like you said, everyone's talking about Miami. Yeah, Miami seems like the best, but little dark horse Chargers. Yeah, I think the point is is that he can still contribute. Yeah, absolutely. Put the right situation around him. Yeah, definitely. All right, but speaking of your Chargers, man, we've been doing these predictions. So Jason is going to be predicting the Chargers record for 2023. Week one versus the Miami Dolphins. Week one versus the Miami Dolphins. Was a fun, fun game last time, but I do think that um, at home, correct? It is at home. Yes. At home, yeah. We're gonna win. Starting off with a W. Okay, week two at Tennessee. Another W. I respect that one for sure. Week three at Minnesota. Mm, they give us trouble every time we play them, but we will be starting the season off three and zero. Three and zero. All right. At week four, versus the Las Vegas Raiders. My favorite. My favorite. Those ones are always tough, though. Yeah, but they stink, man. That's a <laughs> W. All right. Week five is a buy, so we're four, doing four and zero out the buy, man. Love it. Week six is versus the Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully, we'll be Monday. watching that game together. Monday night football. Oh, Monday night football. Ah, man. I think y'all got that. I think y'all got that. I agree, I agree. Week 7 at Kansas City. That's an L. Week 8 versus the Chicago Bears. That is a W. Week 9 at the Jets. This is a tough game. That's a very tough game. Good defense. I think we're going to be starting to find our stride this this around this time. I think Herbert's going to be playing some amazing football around this time. Going to get a nice QB battle, and we will be leaving with a W. Okay, week 10 versus the Detroit Lions. Yeah, home Lions, nice, fun, offensive game. This could be one of those ones, I think. Yeah, that's going to be a shootout. That's a W. W. Respect Jared Goff, man. <laughs> week 11 at Green Bay. Ooh, cold love. Green Bay weather. I think this is one of them games. I think that's an L. L, that defense, you worried about it? I am. Respect the Packers. Week 12 at Baltimore. I mean, no, week 12 hosting Baltimore. Week 12, that is a W. W. Okay, week 13 at New England. We can't beat this guy. We can't beat Bill Belichick. Just can't do it. 
That's this is week 13 in December. Yeah, it might be snowing. That's that's out of all of them, that's like the most convincing. We Bill Belichick's record against us is ridiculous. Like I don't think we've ever beaten Tom Brady. I think in the Tom Brady era, we beat them once and they had somebody else playing. Um the last time we just got absolutely dogged was by it was with Justin Herbert. I think it was his rookie year. Just completely dogged us. So that's an L. All right, week 14, hosting the Denver Broncos. Oh, wow. We don't see them till late for the first time. Uh, w. All right, week 15. Sweeping those bums. At the Raiders, okay. W. I'm remember that. Week 16 versus the Buffalo Bills. It's a tough one. Ooh, that is a tough one. That's going to be a great game. Saturday night football, okay. That's a W. W. Week 17 at Denver. L. I'll character respect the split. And week 18 versus Kansas City. Another split. W. W? Yep. Okay, now if it goes the way you're predicting, we're looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 wins. 12 and 5. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yep, 12 and 5. I don't Some people might say that's crazy, and I'm just being a biased Chargers fan, but... This was the expectations for the team last year. This is virtually the same team. I just got to hope we're staying healthy this year. You know what? Everybody was high on the Chargers. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So the whole discourse around them now is a little... Fingers crossed. I'm getting a healthy Rashawn Slater. I'm getting a healthy Keenan Allen. I'm getting a healthy Mike Williams. I'm getting a healthy Joey Bosa. I'm getting a healthy JC Jackson. I'm getting a healthy... Just all these guys that were, you know, expected to be key contributors that just were not available for a good amount of the season. I'm hoping they're there. If they're there, I fully believe in the talent on this team. Yeah, I don't think this is crazy. I mean, 12 wins, that's very attainable. What did y'all get last year, 11? 10. 10? 10, right at 10. 10 and 7. Okay, well, yeah, that's uh, Jason's prediction for his Los Angeles Chargers. What is it, uh, Bolt? Bolt up. Bolt up. Bolt up. Y'all bolt up on the subscribe button, man. <laughs> right. Get the Chargers fans in here. Mm-hmm. All right. So, football topics. We will have another one later, but we're going to move on to some of the NBA stuff. So, what are we going to do first? NBA Finals? Yeah. Just talking about NBA Finals. Okay. So, the Nuggets are up 3-1 mm-hmm. on the Miami Heat. The series where it stands right now is you know, basically going, I think how we're how we predicted. I predicted six games. I don't remember what you predicted. Six games. Six games. Well. Okay, so Wait, are we changing it? I'm. I'm changing I don't know, mine. man. Because I'm changing mine. You are first NBA Finals for the Denver Nuggets. You lose this game, you're going back to Miami. It's going to be real scary. I really think they want to close it out at home. I, I think they do too, but I also know that Jimmy Butler. You know what? He's been talking a lot after each of these games. We're going to be ready. We're coming back. He's been kind of disappointing. Yeah. But I could see them winning game five. But like you said, I think it just in general would be awesome to see Jokic win on the home floor there for the fans. Yeah. So I don't want to change it, but I'm going to predict that they – I think they're going to blow them out, bro. The spread is nine points. <laughs> That's crazy. I well, it's, it's crazy, but it's not because I am predicting a blowout. I think it's going to be – Yeah, because – you just win two on the road. They stole their one game at home, and you think, okay, Miami takes home court. Now they're going back to 
back to their home court and crowd going to be rocking. They drop both those games. That's yeah. just super deflating. This reminds me of the 2014 finals. 2014, what is that? Uh, that's Spurs, Spurs and Heat. Heat. rematch? Yeah. Okay. Why is, why is that? I think that series went five games. And if I remember correctly, game five was, was either a blowout or it was like the whole game. Oh, this is over. Yeah. It's wraps. Like. I know <laughs> one of the things Skip is supposed to say about that series is that the Spurs beat the P by like a record finals margin, so yeah, wasn't close. Really, some of these games have been closer, but that whole at run, the end of the games they make it a little bit closer. Yeah. Which a little off topic, but that whole run was just super impressive to me by that Spurs team because you know they had the great Ray Allen shot where they just seemingly stole that finals and yeah, they came back with a vengeance. They're like, all right, man, y'all got that one. We gonna show y'all who's the better team. We gonna smack the hell out of y'all. That's yeah. exactly what they did. This. Run by the Nuggets, though, really reminds me of that run by the Spurs. I mean, think about it. They beat Minnesota in five games. Mm-hmm. They beat the Suns in six games. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were wrong. I was wrong about that series. Swept our Swept asses. the fuck out of the Lakers. And now you're handling the team that you're supposed to beat. Going six games is like, that's scary, you know, mm-hmm. because then... Because, again, that, could, that six game is going to be in Miami. Yeah, so I under, definitely understand, like... They want to finish it off, and that it, like I said, it really reminds me of the Spurs. And in my opinion, well, let me tell you this. So Kane, you know, you know Kane. He came over last night to watch the game, and we started talking. And he was saying that this Nuggets team isn't as good as that Spurs team. I think this team is. I they got to be right there, if not better. I mean, it's just you had like. Kawhi on the verge of his breakout. But Tony Parker was leading the team in scoring. Yeah, it was just... The talent wasn't, like, overwhelming. You just had a super nice collection of players. You have Jokic, who has been saying it since last year, the best player in the world. You have Jamal Murray, who, for the entire year, just doesn't put his name in the conversation of them top 10 point guards but come playoff time why are we not talking about him because he he just ups his game to an insane level for me yesterday i tweeted i thought he was mvp of the game not because he had an incredible game but that fifth foul by Jokic where he went out and the heat started doing a little something and then jamal murray just i love the way he controlled the game from that point with his playmaking and his aggressiveness he's he's just been super instrumental to the to the success of the nuggets yeah, some of the other guys have been a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. But you can also compare Murray, not to the same level of Parker, because I'm pretty sure Tony Parker was a stamp top 10 point guard even at that point. Yeah. But it's in the same sense where we're not really talking about Tony Parker in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, bro was going crazy. Finals MVP? Not that year. but Yeah, but he, well, he had that. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, that wasn't his prime when he won that one. I mean, when when they won in 2014. No, no, no. He was outside not. of the prime for by, sure, by for then. Sure. Because he was he joined Charlotte like a couple years after that, did he not? Twenty seventeen, maybe twenty eighteen. Was it that late? I don't remember. Adam would know. Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. But anyways, but the Nugget, this Nuggets team, man, if they win this series, I feel like people are gonna come when they win this series. People are gonna start saying, "Well, yeah, they played the Heat," and which is ridiculous. You start to undermine underappreciate the heat and the run that they made and then people are going to go back and look at well it wasn't that tough it was pretty damn tough yeah it's like oh they played a eight seed and then a four seed or a five seed and then a seven seed and then an eight seed it's like 
Tell them higher seeds to get the job done, maybe. Yeah. And you'll get some higher seed matchups. Yeah. Well, you're talking about from the Nuggets perspective. Yeah. yeah but I'm just saying for the Heat, getting there was oh. tough. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're talking about, oh, yeah, absolutely. The whole run was super impressive. Starting off with the Bucks, just completely destroying them. Like, they dogged the Bucks, And then you go on to a hot team in the Knicks who had just taken down uh, Cavs. Uh, the Cavs who, you know, going into the playoffs were seeming like, hey, they could, you know, make a little run. But Cavs were super disappointing. Again, the Heat just dogged the Knicks, you know, go on to the next round. It's like, all right, this is where the Heat slug starts, starts to run out. Celtics going back to the finals. Nope. Start off 3-0, dominating them, you know, got a little, got super close, but got as close as you can get. But that seventh game, they put their foots down like, all right, this it ends here. So they definitely deserve their credit for that run for sure. I would definitely say, like, Jimmy Butler is a little hurt, but everyone's a little hurt, you know? Yeah. Jokic t- tweaked his ankle, mm. and they just— It's the NBA Finals, man. Like, yeah, they haven't faltered, you know? Well. Murray and—I and would say the most consistent players have been, obviously, Jokic, Murray, and for me, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's been amazing. He's been great. I MPJ's been a little disappointing in terms of just— His shooting. His shooting. But I—, I I I am in I do like MPJ as a player, so I'm not just trying to defend my guy, but I do like how aggressive he's been. Like I like he's still trying all the defense side of the ball. I do like maybe MPJ like last year if his shot isn't falling, he's offering offering you nothing. But no, he's still attacking the rim. He's still crashing the offensive glass when he decides to. He's still defending at a decent level. At a, the defending is where he struggled a bit, and they had to bench him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's still able. Like I said, I was talking to Q. Uh, Boogavelli, shout out to him. He was like saying an overreaction would be should they trade MPJ. And I missed the part. No, but he was saying an overreaction. Okay. So he wasn't saying that. But and then because like I reacted like you, I mm-hmm. was like, no, no, Mike Malone can coach this guy up. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. It's overreaction. But I do agree with myself. Mike Malone can coach him up yeah. and say, if you don't do this, I'm going to take you out of the yeah. game. So I know you're capable of it. Just. And which is fine. That's what. That's how it should be. Like yeah. if a guy isn't giving you, okay, well, I got Christian Brown who's going to try his ass off yeah. on every single play who's going to come in. Or I can go a little smaller. I can go Bruce Brown who's apparently going to close the whole goddamn game for yeah. us and just be amazing. So I have these other guys who I can plug in. I know Michael Porter Jr. is our, you know, we're paying him a lot of money. F that. We're trying to win a championship. If he's not giving me what I need on, you know, these specific possessions at this point in this game, take him out. It's okay. It's not going to ruin him as a player. He's still very young. He still has shown a lot of promise to me as a player. And one bad series doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, and this is ultimately in the long run going to be good for MPJ because he's going to have to look at himself in the mirror and then also look at what's happening on the court saying, well, I know I'm better than these guys. I don't want to lose my minutes. So let me just lock in and do what I'm supposed to do. Because yeah. Christian Brown was was worthy of every minute that he played. Bruce Brown sure. has been one of the other underlying key factors. Like, they got him for nothing. And he's showing out. Like, he's a key piece. He's like a, not the same style of player, but he's like that Boris Diaw type of guy. He's, he's a glue guy for them. He's been great. Um, but, yeah, one of the things that was annoying me is the people, obviously, after he had that great, run in game four or excuse me in game three christian brown mm-hmm. media start wants to start talking about him and they are they were saying christian brown christian brown I'm like okay and one of them said yeah he, christian brown's been doing this all year christian who because if you've been watching brown. him all year you would know it's pronounced yeah. brown and not brown bro mm-hmm. so hey, that that's that, 
episode we had with Joel, we did a topic on slept on players. Who'd I say? You said him, yeah. Christian Brown. He's and it's Brown, not Brown. Brown. So looks like Brown. It's Brown. Respect yeah. him. Get his name right. Come on now. Or just be honest, saying, oh, I didn't yeah, know about yeah. this kid. I would respect that a whole lot more if you yeah. said that, bro. For sure. Because I didn't, I didn't know about him all year. Yeah, John I've, John okay. put me on. He was talking about him about midseason. I'm like, oh, really? okay. I've been watching. Well, like, he wasn't playing that much in the beginning. You know how high I was on the Nuggets the whole year. So, yeah. And, like, the way, like, my work does. I'm always, I'm getting home late, so... The last game of the night would either be like the Lakers, the Clippers, or Denver. Mm -hmm. So I was always putting on Denver games. I watched a lot of Denver this year. So I was like, man, when that guy comes in, just good things happen. Like, yeah. just good things happen. He just does like everything so sound. Like, he's he just shows, a solid ass player. He's like the, he's with going with the wave of, of white guys that are just Later, balling right? out. Like, Austin Reeves <laughs> started all that way. It. We're all thinking. Caruso started that mm -hmm. way. He's just following the trend. And he can be really, really good, man. Mm -hmm. So shout out to bro. He's definitely got himself a spot in the lineup going forward. Like sure, him, Bruce Brown, like they, this team is gonna be like I think this is the start of a dynasty potentially. Could be because all these guys are locked in. Mm -hmm. What do you need to add? Like we'd be favoring the Nuggets over the Celtics. We'd be favoring them over the Sixers. Mm -hmm. We'd be favoring we favor them over the Heat. I'd be favoring them over the Bucks. Like I we would we favor them over the Lakers. Going into next year, you're supposed to put the number one team that won the chip at the top of the power rings. They're, for me, by far and away that. Yeah. And so they haven't even won the title yet. We're anticipating that. I was saying it the whole year. To me, start to finish, this has been the best team in basketball. I jumped ship for a valid reason, in my opinion. Yeah. I was rocking with my team. I had to. I saw two playoff series where we, you know, just keep getting better and better. But if we, you know, if we had lost that first play-in game to Minnesota, made it the eighth seed... There's no shot I'm picking us against the f the first series we played versus Denver. No shot I'm picking us. Yeah. No shot. I agree. I, I I know you wouldn't have. But, man, this team is special, and they they add a little piece, of, like maybe a backup. Like, I don't know. Do they do they even need a backup? Big? They got oh, Thomas yeah, Bryant. Like, but even like, then, he doesn't see the court. So. No, like they don't need it. They don't. I was going to say maybe that's the one thing, like a backup big that can actually play because I guess Thomas Bryant, he's solid on offense. He offers virtually nothing on defense. Um, and the other guys that aren't playing, like we saw Reggie Jackson for a minute, but we know in the regular season he can he'll be an extremely solid backup if they bring him back. Yeah. So th like I said, this could be the start of a dynasty, bro. Best player in the world. Oh, yeah. I was saying about Reggie Jackson. Oh, in my no, head. No, no, I was no, like, no, what are you no, talking no, about? No, no. I'm just turning. Because I, I was, I've been saying it, and I feel like I got weird looks every time. No, to me, he definitely is. And one of the things that I was tweeted yesterday was that the Denver Nuggets winning the championship. It's starting, it's causing a lot of uncomfortable uh, conversations. And I feel like there are so many prisoners of the past that people don't want to have them. Mm -hmm. You know, John Tortorelli, love him. He was tweeting about how the stats from Murray and Jokic, they've been going crazy. We saw a 30-point triple-double from teammates for the first time ever in a game. Mm -hmm. Not finals, yeah. in a game, That's bro. Crazy. And they, they did it in the finals. <clears throat> I mean, where would you... Do you think it's crazy to say, well, they're having – got to at least compare them to some of the other great duos of all time in the finals. Shaq and Kobe. Like, what? Just say it. Say I'm it. not saying that it's better, but can I at least di discuss that they have opened up that can? Yeah, because, again, I think the reason 
people probably don't want to entertain that conversation is they still don't want to give Jokic his his respect. And at this point, he's the best player in the world. As much, again, Kobe's my favorite player of all time. That wasn't prime Kobe. That wasn't Kobe at his absolute best. He could still play at that level in certain situations, but he wasn't there yet. Jamal Murray is probably, I'd say, it, you know, in his prime, I think the difference now is like you had just dominating playoff runs from that Lakers team yeah. where you would, I'm still going Lakers because, again, it's a 3 P. They, yeah, they definitely did it for three years. I'm not saying it's oh, better, but I'm just... Comp- we haven't seen a three-peat since, correct? No, and they went to the finals for four straight years. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not saying they're better, but at least the 16, stats-wise... 16, 16 and one, the yeah. 2001 ring. With, that was the Sixers uh, finals? Yeah, that... Yeah. It's not comparable yet because they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But if they go back again next year, you really got to start conver- you know, yeah. talking about it. Because they're just stat-wise, and I'm the king of like saying that yes, stats inflated. are inflated this, this day, these days. Yeah. And I'm not 20 years old, bro. I'm 20, about to be 20. We're just talking about how we're about <laughs> to be 30. Yeah, we're pushing 30, man. So we've seen a lot of basketball, and I can respect all of it. Like I, the prisoner of the past thing is that's a real thing. For sure, it is because I feel like even if next year people are still gonna be like, well, no, I don't want to talk about it because it's not. It's Shaq and Kobe. It's. I'm starting to know it's just in life. It's just how it goes. It's just like that old head mentality. Whenever we were growing up and we were listening to our music, we probably had our parents, you know, who would overhear and be like, man, music I listen to is way better than this shit. What is this? And then now you hear the music coming out nowadays. Yeah. Like, man, this ain't nothing like my music back in the day. It's just, it, it goes hand. You're going to favor what you grew up with. It's what you grew up loving. So you're going to favor, you know, Kobe, T-Mac, Mello, you know, Shaq, like them guys you grew up watching. But, bro, these boys can hoop, man. They're on that level. Yeah, and it also goes the same, the opposite way, where it's like, <clears throat> I think Latif had posted a start bench cut. It was Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, It was Paul George. It was T-Mac. And it was another oh. two-way player. Oh, two-way, never mind. It was another no, two-way no, wing. Oh, never mind. Man, uh, who the fuck? 2000s or 2010s? Who was it, bro? He It was recent. It's going to be on you my... Said George. Paul George, Tracy McGrady, and uh, I'm trying to figure out what the next player, the last player was. What the fuck am I mentioned? Okay, here we go. Oh, it was Carmelo. Oh. It so was Carmelo. <laughs> and he was saying, like, I'm going to cut T-Mac because he had no playoff success. I was like, this is a start bench cut. T-Mac is better than both of them, in my opinion. Because T-Mac it's was underrated. Super, super close with Paul George. I think, he's, I think T-Mac was better. I think T-Mac was better. He's an underrated passer. Un, not a better defender, but he's an underrated defender. Mm-hmm. Same, but, same size, so they do T-Mac have... T-Mac was taller, bro. He was 6'9". Paul George is like 6'7", 6'8". 6'8". So okay, that inch I, matters. I, I feel like T-Mac 6'8". Are you sure about 6'9"? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was 6'9". Okay, so one inch... You know, I'll definitely give you the scoring edge for Tracy McGrady, but you got to give me the defensive. It's close. It's definitely close. I'm glad that's what we're debating here and not playoff success. Yeah. Because that doesn't matter in the situation. I can level, I can say it's closer with Melo. It's not close, but with T-Mag and Paul Jordan, it's right there. But I just think like, again, the new generation, the older generation, I feel like me and you are in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure other people feel like, well, I'm in the middle. We know that the debates are for like this better part of the 2015 and up 
Yeah. And then it's like 2010 and down for all the people arguing that way. And me and you have seen like the last 20 years. Yeah. So we saw what, 2003 to 2023. We saw that. We saw three generations of basketball being played. For sure. So definitely value that Lakers team and that run. I'm not saying Jokic and Murray are better, but if this is the start of a dynasty, we can. See, I don't see any way these guys are getting stopped. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because, again, you look at all the other teams and the top contenders, they just have, like, obvious flaws. Like, when you look at, like, the Bucks or something. Yeah. And know, I think they're just an older team. And, you know, Giannis come playoff time. People don't like to talk about it because that one run, but, you know, it gets a little questionable. It does, bro. And that's what I'm saying, these uncomfortable conversations. I think what Jokic has done has exposed so many other players and how great we thought they were. Because I can't see any of them doing what he is doing. Giannis is not. Giannis could get stat wise close, mm-hmm. but not as efficient. He's not the playmaker that Jokic is. Close. The the rebounding that Jokic has done, even, the way he controls the pace of the game, like even like it goes hand in hand with playmaking. But if you just watch Jokic, he is legit telling it. He's like, go 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 go, and he can literally not be involved in the play. Go run off that screen. Go put, and then I'm gonna hand it off. You know, I'm going to set a screen. That's all Jokic, yeah. literally. He's, like, quarterbacking without even having the ball in his hand. Yeah, and even the impact of his dribble handoffs are so crazy because I feel like a lot of times they don't. Murray doesn't even give the ball back to him, but his mm-hmm. the screen he sets is so great. And the, just the threat of going back to him and giving, let's say Murray comes off the dribble handoff, there's still the threat, obviously, of Murray shooting, but there's also the threat of him just tossing it back to Jokic, and he'll just get a touch pass and just fire it to someone else cutting. Yeah. That, it's so quick. That or Jokic has always been a really good shooter. Yeah. Now he's, like, he's been a legit sniper in the playoffs. He's not shooting a ton of them, but yeah, he's, he's hitting them. 45-plus percent. Like, you saw that, like, 30-footer he hit yesterday. Yeah. Just, like, no hesitation. Yeah, that's draining. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm glad you finally came around. Glad you finally came around. Man, I think I think Jokic is by far. We already talked about it. The best player going into next season, best player in the world. Absolutely, he's making some of these other guys look overrated. So, and it's, it's, I don't want to turn this to a Jokic, but he's. I just love like the energy, the attitude he has. I'll see him getting. I'll, I'll never see him get hyped for his own plays, but uh, he'll. You know, Bruce Brown hits a three, and he's just like waving the towel around. He's just an awesome guy. He yeah. seems like he's awesome to play with. Like, I bet all those guys just love playing with him. Definitely. And yesterday they asked, they showed him a stat line where the stat wasn't impressed. It was like one of those Thaddeus Young type stats <laughs> where it was like I had, he was one of the first players or one of the third or fourth players in the finals to have like 26, 6, and 13 or something. And he was like, really? That's not even that, that impressive. <laughs> yeah, but his if, attitude about what he did is like he's so humble. But if that reporter, hypothetically say um, Bruce Brown put up that same stat line. He's like, oh, Bruce Brown did this. He's like, he's he's a great player. That's why we need yeah. him on this team. He's awesome. He does all this. And if, when he's talking about himself, he's like, eh, it's a stat. I'm just glad we won. Yeah, and the longevity is going to be crazy. He's, he's what, 27, 28? 28. He has, I know like for, I just know because I was talking to Kane yesterday, but he has 12,000 something career points. If he plays like 10 more years, you think he can play 10 more years? Yeah. I don't know if he wants to, but he eight, could. Eight more years? That's Do you think eight, he'll end up eight. being a top 20 scorer ever? Mm, I don't see why not. You got, 
Paul Pierce he, is on the list. The, the thing that Jokic has always had going for him is his style of play really goes hand-in-hand hand with his availability. Mm-hmm. He's ground-bound. The athleticism isn't there. I can out-jump him. I could probably outrun him. But what goes hand in hand with that, he's not jumping up and down, so he's barely missing games. Yeah, every he's one of the he's he is the most available superstar we have in this league. So that's that's more points. Yeah, and even the ankle sprain he had, he didn't jump that high, so it didn't you know yeah. sprain it that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he taped and stuff. Yeah, but like it's, he's just he's definitely going to be here for the long run, and that's I don't I just don't see anyone stopping him, man. I agree because Michael Porter Jr. is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, he still has room to grow. Finally healthy, and, you know, before he got hurt, we saw what he was doing in the playoffs in the bubble. He's a great player, man. Remember, core is nice. Yeah, remember when I was trying to show you all that video of Keyshawn saying the Nuggets don't scare him at all? He looks terrible now. And even Kendrick Perkins was like, we got to talk about Jokic tomorrow. I'm like, bro, are you serious right now? Really? You of all people. You you cost him an MVP. Yeah. Would you agree with that? That he cost him the MVP. He started that whole thing. I wouldn't flat out say that, but I will say the I saw a very different Nikola Jokic before all that mm-hmm. versus after. I saw a very disinterested Nikola Jokic in the regular season. To close after, it out. After all that happened. So you know, it's a case do, that do with that information you will, but I definitely saw a different Nikola Jokic. I agree. I agree. All right, so... Next thing we're going to talk about is Chris Paul. I don't know if he's gotten, no, he hasn't gotten waived yet, but the reports have come out that he's either going to be waived or traded. Mm-hmm. Real quick, what's your thoughts on that? Um, It's unfortunate, you know. It's, it's I think, you know, a guy who, you know, they brought him in a few years ago who seemingly helped turn the franchise around. And then now it's kind of, at the point where he's getting a bit older and you got to wonder, is he still even a positive for the team? Because you have to question his availability. You have to look at how much you're paying him. You have to look at come playoff time, you know, his play starts to decline. So it's a move that makes sense, but it's just unfortunate that, you know, great player like this has to, you know, get waived, but it's, it's, it makes sense. It does. It's just the the crazy part about it is he's the report was that from Chris Haynes was that he is definitely open to continue playing for a few more years and he wants to play for for a contender. He's on a contender right now. Yeah. So you got to think it has more to do with Matt Ishba and that whole son's ownership that's come in where he's like, I don't know if I want Chris Paul to be my point guard. And very good. So yeah, so if they're not locked in on him, that's what's. That's why this is coming out. But you got to think that it is unfortunate because they do have like the perfect situation for him. One thing that he did well last year was he was still manning the offense and he was hitting his threes at a really good clip. So there was also a report that came out and said they could waive him and then re-sign him Mm -hmm. for a lower price, which that's not a terrible idea. Yeah, not at all. But... Again, you said the injury factor. When he's out, that means I'm relying on Cameron Payne. And I don't want to do that again. It's okay in spurts, but you definitely don't want to see it for an extended period of time. Yeah. If they can flip DeAndre Ayton, I would hope that they wait for to, to do the Chris Paul stuff until that happens. Because maybe that, maybe they bring in 
a real center. Like maybe they bring it. Like I know he's a real center, but maybe they vastly improve that at spot, and maybe they look like okay, well, Chris Paul, let's let's waive you, resign you, or whatever we got to do, because we got so and so at here. But again, I don't know who they I can just get. Think they would favor the center who's still under twenty five versus the point guard who's pushing forty yeah. and getting hurt every year. I I don't know. Aiden's been bad, but they did oh, bring in you. Vogel, and I, maybe Vogel can unlock. I just think the, he doesn't get the ball enough, and therefore he's not going to be happy. This situation's weird. I don't know what's going to happen, but it is. It's unfortunate for Chris Paul because he's well, he wants a championship so bad, and I don't think he just deserves one. You know, a lot of people be like, "Man, he deserves a championship." I think he. You're going to his daughter, and, and I'm in not doing that. I'm not doing that. In elementary school, man. But you know. <laughs> Russell Westbrook has dealt with the same thing, you yeah. know, and I'm not validating it, but I'm just saying, like, these guys it don't happens. automatically deserve a championship. Mm-hmm. So. I, that, that, that's that been the, in any sport, like, you're not, there's going to be great players that don't reach that ultimate goal. Yeah. It seems like there's so many, though, in, in basketball. Yeah. So that's, blame your boy LeBron for. <laughs> It's LeBron's fault. It's LeBron and Steph Curry's no, fault for dominating that no, it, it's, whole decade. It's David Stern, God rest his soul. His soul. It's his fault. How do you think they win a chip? Hell yeah. Chris what year was Prime, that? 2011? Yes. Prime Chris Paul, Kobe. Kobe's still in his prime. Gasol. Was that Dwight? Or that's Bynum? I think Powell would have been out, but we there was still oh, a pa- Yeah, Powell's gone. But we still could have brought in Dwight. <sighs> he was hurt. I, I'm just being real. He was hurt. Kobe was still great. Kobe carried us to that playoffs. You think Kobe and Chris Paul would play well together? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is Kobe taking significantly less shots or he's getting better looks? He's I mean, he, he, looks. Was, he was a great one-on-one. I don't know. I don't want to say. Still, I don't know. You got to look at what Chris Paul was capable of doing in his prime. Yeah. Mm. If it's just Kobe and Chris Paul, I don't think they automatically win a title but if you bring in Dwight Howard the following year and he's healthy I could see it that's a chip but again that's, like, that's number six for Kobe you I can't don't know. tell me otherwise I don't know sounds biased to me I'll die on that hill man I'll die on that hill that's what like 26 year old Chris Paul yes okay. it's like legit prime Chris Paul and Kobe was still in his prime what year was it that the Hornets and Lakers faced off in the playoffs is that 09? 09. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah, basically the same Chris Paul. That's, okay, you're getting Chris Paul that was the spearhead for the Lob, Lob City. City Clippers. So, yeah, I could I could see. Yeah, I'm not getting, like, Suns Chris Paul. No, 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 no. <laughs> but even that Chris Paul took them to the finals. Okay, I, I can see. And we see what Chris Paul throughout his career, what he's done to every team. He's elevated them. Every single place he's been, he has elevated. Whether... You can say whatever you want about Chris Paul, about, oh, come play out choker, all this. Go look at wherever team Chris Paul has been. Go look at how they look before they got Chris Paul and go look how they look after they got Chris Paul. Yeah, and I got to I gotta agree that if Chris Paul worked with Harden, then he could definitely work with Kobe. Absolutely. Okay, well, th- well this Chris Paul thing sparked something for me, so we're going to do a would you rather for Chris Paul. Okay. Between me, between... Us too. So this is a would you rather for Chris Paul with current players? Would you rather have Chris Paul or any of these guys going into next season? First name on the list is Mike Conley. Mm, 
Same style of point guard. It's it's a hell thing. Mike Conley. Mike Conley? I think I would take Mike Conley, yeah. Emmanuel quickly. Chris Paul. I don't think Emmanuel quickly can run an offense. I think he's perfect in that six-man role. Uh, I might take quickly. You're trusting Emmanuel not quickly trying, to I'm run your whole offense? I'm not saying he has offense. to run the offense. I mean, if it's a would you rather, like in Chris Paul, like that's kind of like what I'm expecting them to do. Like I can trust Mike Conley to run my offense. I'm not trusting Emmanuel. Quickly did a pretty good job when Brunson was out. In spurts, yeah. I'm gonna take quickly, bro. I like quickly. I'm gonna take quickly. He's significantly younger, and I think he has a lot. He could get way better. Derrick Rose. Um, This is a guy who didn't play all year, but I think he could. I could think he could help a team. Again, it's gonna be like in a six-man role. I'm not trusting this guy to be my. uh, He's younger. I guess, but is his body younger? <laughs> I mean, you could say the same thing for Chris Paul, though. So we're talking about two injury from one guy. Actually, <laughs> but that's I, what makes I've, it tough. I've seen play. Give me Chris Paul. I'm gonna take Derrick Rose, bro. No, and okay, I'm gonna take Chris Paul. I'm gonna oh, take Chris say, Paul. If you're taking Derrick Rose. I don't know who on this list you're gonna take. I'm gonna take Chris Paul. Next name is D'Angelo Russell. <sighs> I'm taking Derrick. I'm taking Chris Paul. More sound point guard play. Russell's uh, two masquerading as a one. I'll go Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Next name is Kevin Porter Jr. Chris Paul. Come on, bro. Y'all got you don't. You don't want him as your. Point you guard. can. You don't want him as your point. You guard. can join me, in just as he becomes a six man. Because that's no. But this is just player for player. Like Chris Paul is talking about being a six man. Like potentially, if he goes to Boston or something. I don't think he's a six man. If he goes to, he's Boston. not starting over Smart. Put smart the two. Mm. And if he's not starting, they got, they got Derek gonna, White. He's going to play starter minutes. They I got Derek like. White, though, at the two. I'm still starting smart and white, and then I'll bring Chris Paul up to bit. Like, like we talked about it, bro. They just need someone to come in for 20 minutes and run the offense. Okay, but oh, do we're talking about KPJ ain't starting on the damn side. I know, but neither. that's not the same situation as Boston. Like, I'm not picturing KPJ in Boston. I'm just saying... But look at what we're talking about. <laughs> I know, but that's what Chris Paul could do. Kevin Porter, like, just say for the Rockets. Okay, so what is Kevin Porter Jr. doing on the Celtics? He, he gives you, like, 20 and 6. On the Celtics? No, he's not. No, not on the Celtics. On the Rockets. There's a, a good amount of guys that can do that on These the These guys will be on different teams, but I'm just saying what Chris Paul would could be a six-man potentially, right? Yeah, that's literally what Kevin Porter. He's a starting point guard. He shouldn't be. You don't want him as your point guard. I know you because don't. we can't get an upgrade. Okay, but that doesn't just automatically make him better. I think at this point, Kevin Porter Jr. is better, and people need to respect Kevin Porter Jr. He's hey on a man. bad team. Hey man, I was one of the first people to respect. I remember when y'all made that trade, and y'all was bullshitting and have him in, in the damn G <laughs> League for like three months. You remember that when yeah. y'all traded for him? I was like, what are y'all doing? Y'all need to call this guy up. Yeah. How was it? I'm a KPJ guy. Trust me. Okay. I'm taking him over Chris Paul, though. <laughs> Going to next season, you got to. All right, next name is Markel Fultz. Fultz. I take Markel Fultz, too. He has shown flashes to be a solid two-way player. Yeah. Finally got over that injury that kind of crippled. See me, was about yeah, to I don't even know if it was an injury. Earlier. Well, it was an injury, but mm-hmm. he got over that demon, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll take Markel Fultz. <laughs> ben Simmons. Chris Paul. I feel like there might be some people who say Ben Simmons, but... I'm not asking most people. I'm asking you. 
I don't know, bro. I don't know. You know, every offseason we get that Ben Simmons in the gym. I'm done with it, bro. <laughs> I'm done. I'll take Chris Paul. I'll take Chris Paul. Trey Jones. Chris Paul. Trey Jones is really good. I'm a casual. Don't know much about him. I'm taking Chris Paul. He's like uh he's like Mike Conley. Right? Yeah. He's like Mike Conley to me. I don't fight back. Or Tyus Jones, kind of. I don't fight back. But you're gonna take Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Last name is Patty Mills. Chris Paul. As what are we doing? I'll take as, Chris Paul. Spot, I know, but Patty Mills is decent. He's really good in that role. But I'm gonna take Chris Paul for sure. Okay. I'm okay. glad you did that. So yeah, that was would you rather for Chris Paul? All right, we're gonna move on. We already talked about Damian Lillard. So I just had this question. Why does the narratives on Jimmy Butler keep changing? Elaborate. What do you mean by that? So I feel like at, at a certain point, everyone's hyping him up, especially this year with this run. You're one of the people who's like, let's calm down. Mm-hmm. We need to look at everything, you know, in a whole, put his whole career in a vacuum. You got to analyze all of it. Mm-hmm. But there is that you got to also respect that we do have players that have like certain runs of years where they were dominant. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to say he's dominant, but what he's done, it warrants respect. Absolutely. But again, recently, his. Pl- okay, I'll answer the question myself. Why does the narratives on Jimmy Butler keep changing? Because he's been disappointing in some of these since, big games. Since the Milwaukee series, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't had a Jimmy game since then. I mean, in the New York series, he missed a game and then he wasn't really all that great. I saw a tweet where it's like that. Uh, what was it, 56 that he scored? Uh, versus the Bucks. Yeah, that yeah. feels like a very distant memory. Like that feels like it forever does. ago. I, feel I like mean, I've, I remember it, but no, no, of course. But I, I just feel like I've, I've seen, I've watched so much Jimmy Butler since then. So that feels like, damn, he did do that. That was crazy. But yeah. damn, that was a long ass time ago. It feels like. Yeah. So that, that I would, yeah, like I just basically answered the question myself. I, the thing is, if they were going to win this series at this point, I'm not looking at Jimmy Butler. I'm looking at Bam to be. The best player on the floor. Yeah, that was and, our X Factor, remember? Yeah, and he's just, he hasn't been that. He's been no. disappointing. So, just as a whole for the Heat, it's all on themselves, I guess. I mean, they weren't favored to, to win this series, but. To win any series, no, right? No, but just talking about the finals, they weren't. So, they gave us a reason to believe, and now they're giving us reasons not to believe because it's more than just Jimmy. It's Jimmy, yeah. Bam, Caleb's not playing as well. Mm hmm. Role players have, when they shoot the ball well, that's how they've been winning games. So that's what I was when I went on my little spiel that you posted and got roasted quite a bit. Um, But my thing was, again, like when players make these finals runs, we just want to give all the credit to him or give it to one player. Like, oh, what about that? That run that he made when he made the finals, you know, Jimmy Butler, 2020, and the bubble year. And great run, of course. 2020, you know, the finals, you know, we take the Lakers to six games. We won the title. Um, And, but people don't know, uh, Drogic was their leading scorer for a good amount of the playoffs. So there's other contributors. Like, it's not just Jimmy. Jimmy Butler is a player who again, can elevate his game come playoff time. I think he's just really good, like, situationally. But I think he constantly shows you why we don't put him in, like, that top 
10-ish level players. I just don't think he is able to sustain it for a long amount of time, which always makes me reluctant to put him up there when I see guys like Jason Tatum who will go on a season-long you know, tear. He's having a great season for a good amount of season. He's in the MVP race. You know, come playoff time, he might have a disappointing game in there. But then he'll have performances like a 51 in a game seven where show you like, okay, he's that dude. Jimmy Butler, again, like the whole run, it's just like I'm just hearing, oh, Jimmy's amazing. Jimmy's amazing. If they somehow, you know, come back from this and Caleb's dropping 30 and Bam's playing amazing defense, what are we going to hear? Oh, Jimmy did it again. Jimmy did it again. It's like, no, the last series – there is a legit argument that Caleb Martin was their best player. I thought and, he should have won the finals ECF MVP. And now we're not getting that. And how does the series look now? They're down 3-1. They're a game away from their season being done. And we just have to learn to just, you know, contextualize shit. I know, you know, a finals run is impressive. Whenever I said that, I saw several comments was like, what are you talking about, bro? He's in the finals. It's like, okay, are we, is that all we're looking at? It's like, who's in the finals? So that's how we rank them? No, bro. Like, go. who was actually dominating? Who took those games over that, you know, were able to get them to the finals? That's why, like, I'll compare him to somebody like James Harden who made his run and just happened to come against, come against in my opinion, the greatest team of all time, took him to seven games, pushed him to the absolute brink versus a guy like Jimmy Butler who made the finals, still ended up losing, but didn't get the job done at the end of these. Yeah. Players who didn't get the job done. And well, some people will counter that saying, well, we never expected him to uh, to win the finals. Like, mm-hmm. in this series, he's not favored. Um, I don't know. They're both fair points, but at the end of the day, I think even me at some point, I have overrated Jimmy Butler. But it's just a conversation to have. So we're going to close out the show with some TikTok content. So the first thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be drafting teams of current players who wear headbands. Okay, starting five. I sent you a list. You didn't really get a good look at it till now. So I didn't want you to start premeditating you're going to pick. I will give you the first pick. We'll snake it. Let's do five players. So I will give you the first pick. Okay. Um... It's a lot of players. It is a lot of players, but I think there's one here that don't do almost it to me. separate separates it from the rest. I feel like you know he's been up there at his best. He's been up there. Just yeah, say Anthony, it already, Anthony Just, Davis. Anthony Davis. Wow, Anthony. you folded the draft. I folded. You folded the draft oh. with. So you're, I'm draft my, my with my first pick. I'm gonna take SGA. Okay, I'm fine. What you mean? Okay. Why are we not talking Dude, about, about this season? AD has given us reason to not believe. Like he's and we he's also given us reason to say he damn this guy's damn near top. No, 10 I guy. I know, but I feel like I'm getting a lot more, especially in the playoffs. Run of like, where are you? SJ is him every night in the playoffs. Give that man a chance. He had a chance. He didn't make it, man. Hey, a whole give me, a, but an entire series. You, I would expect him to be dropping thirty plus easily. Can I see? Great it? pick. Can I see it? Great pick, but I feel like I, I got just, the I, just don't think I got a, the fan favorite pick. Yeah, because dudes love bags, so that's he's fine, got more than a bag. He's got he more than a defense? bag. He doesn't need to. Are you sure about that? That's half of the game. But on my team, he's not gonna need to. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna get the second pick as well since we're snaking it. <sighs> the rest of these guys are just 
These guys are just a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys. I'm going to take a center who gives me defense and scoring. I'm going to take I'm going to take Miles Turner. Okay. He's a good two-way defense defensive big. He can hit the 3, get me a little bit of pretty basic post moves, but it gives me a good shot blocker, so I got SGA and I got Miles Turner. Okay. So now you got two picks. Okay, so since you did that with your first pick, I need somebody to defend him. I'm going to take Drew Holiday. That's a great pick. And with my second pick, <clears throat> I think I might pair him, get get his other backcourt teammate, who had himself a hell of a playoff run, hell of a season. Shout out to this dude. One of the most impressive headbands in the league. It'd be saving him. Derek White. Derek White. It'd be saving him, man. <laughs> what do you mean by that? We don't get to see the full, uh, okay. full thing. But. Okay, so you got Drew Holiday and Derek White, along with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So I got the next two picks. So I have SGA. I have Miles Turner. Who else do I have? That's it, right? I think that's it. Okay, so I'm going to take Pascal Siakam. Solid. I like I'll it. play him at the. I'll play him at the four. And then at the my with my next pick, I'm going to take Bradley Beal. That's a great pick. Can give me like thirty. It. Can give me thirty. I like it. All right. So to round off my team, got back to back picks again. I will be taking Jaden McDaniels. That's a good pick. Thought really exploded as a two-way this year. Great defender. His offense has really picked up. His defense has always been there, but his offense is starting to tick in. Man, his, he's got a bright future, man. I was hoping he would slip to me. Jaden McDaniels, and then to round out my five, this guy fits in like a glove at the four position, going with Aaron Gordon. Really? Aaron Gordon over Paolo? For what I want to do, yeah. Okay, so your team is? My team is. I have Drew Holiday. Derek White, Jaden McDaniels, Aaron Gordon, and Anthony Davis. I feel like you're not getting enough offense. I don't know, man. These dudes, they, they defend and they They, they can, do, they can but score. you got to score. They can score. Okay, can score. so so far on my team. You just I, got buckets. I have SGA. I got Bradley Beal. I got Pascal Siakam, and I got Miles Turner. Miles Turner plays defense, but Thank I do need this. to round out my team. I'm taking Jimmy Butler. I didn't even see him. Jimmy Butler completes my team perfectly I see him, i'm so. washing you bro okay i washed you i got you at the five aaron gordon can hold his own okay oh, yeah yeah okay you got me at the five you got the five you got me at the five i always think of ad as a four sorry yeah no, you got me at the five five and then aaron gordon pascal closer than you think no please stop it's closer than you think please stop he's been respect amazing pascal Siakam. respect the third best player on the championship team Pascal Siakam was the second best player on the championship team, and championship team, and he was better than Aaron Gordon. Mickey Mouse ring. They got injured. Twenty nineteen. They got injured. He was still played great. Was. Who was guarding him? Draymond Green. Cooked him. Game he six, not, he cooked him. He did not cook. He him. cooked him. His, his stats are. He had multiple like plays that. down the stretch of the game. Or where's what is Draymond? I wouldn't have known Draymond was that great defensively. He cooked him. He did not cook. He him, cooked bro. him. Go no, watch the game, not. bro. No, he did not. He did cook him. Pascal Siakam was him. He could have won Finals MVP. He was not winning finals. Bro, he had two games, I think, that were better than Kawhi. And one of them might have been in the loss. And in game six, it was very close. Guarantee he's not winning no goddamn finals. Game six, 2016. I'm looking up the box score right now. 
what would I do? Just 2016 finals? I should get the box for it, right? Is that this one right here? Okay. Pascal Siakam, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists in 46 minutes. Oh, wow. 22 points, 3 assists, 6 rebounds from Kawhi. And Kyle Lowry had 26. Van Fleet had 22. That was his great game. Okay, let's 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 look at uh, game five. Raptors, Pascal Siakam, uh, twelve two and four. Mm-hmm. They lost that game though. Game four, Pascal Siakam nineteen five and one. That's really good. Game three, Pascal Siakam eighteen nine and six. Again, that's really good. That closeout game was huge. Mm-hmm. Game two. 12, 5, and 8. So not about, looking good. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a little underwhelmed here. Where's game one at, though? I, I would have thrown a right if Pascal Siakam would have won this MVP. I would have thrown a right. Ooh, game one, 32, 5, and 8. Solid. He was great. And okay, he probably wouldn't, didn't have a chance, but he was great okay. in that series. He's better than Aaron Gordon. Just last game, 27, 7, and 6. He just did that. Aaron Ooh, Gordon. Aaron Gordon, yeah, respect him. Respect him. But Pascal Siakam is better, bro. So my team, saying, my, okay, at the end of the day, in this draft, my team clears. I got Miles Turner at the five. I got Pascal Siakam at the four. I got Jimmy Butler at the three, Bradley Beal at the two, and SGA at the one. And Bradley Beal is an underrated defender. And he's a good playmaker as well. It's, it's the first was, take, can we just accept the fact that this is the first time we've drafted teams and I got you finally? I didn't see Jimmy Butler. Man. I gave you the list. You did. I folded there. I definitely would have picked Jimmy Butler. All right, so that was fun. Let's do the start bench cut. This has been one that I created, and I don't know if it's going around, but it's a start bench cut from Mikel Bridges, Jeremy Grant, and Michael Porter Jr. I'll tell you right now, I'm cutting Michael Porter Jr. I'm telling you right now, I'm cutting Jeremy Grant. Why are you cutting Jeremy Grant? Because he's not an impact player anywhere he's been. Well, he was not, impact it's... for Denver. What do you mean? He, he ha- They happily let him go, and they got better. Aaron Gordon, because, I guarantee there's not a Because single, Jokic also got better and Murray also got better. That wishes they still had Jeremy Grant over Aaron Gordon. But, okay. I mean, a single fan, I should say. My bad. I don't know about that. I do. If I look at what he did I in Portland, do. I've I don't been know. I've seen it a lot. They're like, we want to thank Jeremy Grant because we have, we've, he, they let us. They didn't want to pay him. That was the thing. They didn't deem him worthy. I mean, Michael Porter got a big bag. Like, we're telling, like, I don't just, Jeremy, he's bounced around quite a bit. We've seen him in several roles. We haven't seen that from Michael Porter Jr. He's been a bench guy. He's been a guy in a starter role where he's getting, like, the majority of the offensive touches. We've seen him in several roles. Okay, so look at this stat, though. 20 points per game, four and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, 60.6% 60.6% true shooting percentage. That's a great season for Portland. The problem is they suck. Okay, was he not supposed to improve? I know, but I'm not. But okay, but we're not looking at any of these guys and say oh, they're going to vastly improve a team with everything on their shoulders. They can okay. they can improve a team and help, but if the team is not good, what good is it? You put Michael Porter Jr. on Why the on the that? on the Portland Trailblazers. Are they vastly improving? No, probably not. But the, Same thing the, for Mikel. But the way you're saying it, you're saying like Jeremy Grant is just like miles better than MPJ, and he's I, not. This version of him, of him can definitely, there's no, they still get to the finals. Wait, what? And this version of Jeremy Grant replaced Michael Porter Jr. with this version of Jeremy Grant because he's better than he was back then with the Nuggets in 2020. They still get to the finals this year. 
And he's a better defensive player. I don't even he's not he's a bit overrated as a defender, by the way. Forty percent three point sh- shooting percentage. That's all Michael Porter Jr. has been is a four. He's his I know, four, but you're getting even is, more. That is his absolute ceiling. Is okay, a 40% and so what? He guy. got better. Okay, and one guy is in his absolute prime, like he is in his prime right now. Who? One guy had Jeremy Grant. He's twenty eight. Okay, this is who he is. Okay, Michael and Porter Jr. Great. is going to get better. That's great. I'm happily cutting Jeremy Grant. I'm cutting Michael Porter Jr. Man. I think Mikel has. I think Mikel has. He can be a two. I think, second no, best yeah, player. I think the, he can. He's one for. I'm for sure starting on a really good team. I think Mikel Bridges can be a number two. I wouldn't say Jeremy Grant or Michael Porter Jr. can be that. And if I just going off going into next season, from what I saw from from him this year and looking at the stats to back it, I think Jeremy. You're actually watching him, bro. I don't I was, think you were watching, I, Mike, or Jer- you were not watching the Blazers, bro. I was watching Shaden Sharp. I was watching Portland, bro. Not the whole year. <laughs> he might have missed some games, too. How many games did he play this year? He played 63. I, but I told you, he was one of those guys, when you see him play, it's like you don't realize how impactful he is, but it's not to winning. His numbers are pretty good. So what is he impact? I mean, his, his impact on the court is it's, 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 it's a presence. Like, it's felt. His team's not good, though. If you put him on the Knicks, he's a, a huge upgrade from R.J. Barrett. You know he's a four, right? He can play four or three. When I Little think... comes in, he plays the four, but he was unhealthy. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like just a, as a three. MPJ could play the four <laughs> if he wanted to, but he don't have him, man. I don't know if he can. I I would feel like he's perfect in that. He's a good rebounder. He's a good. He is, but I don't know if he's got that physical. He's more physical. That's why I like him in that four spot. He's shorter than him. Yeah, but I. It's not all about that. I know, but I'm just saying, like they could play there. Could, but I I feel like MPJ is more of a true three, and Grant is more of a true four, in my opinion. I I can't agree with that. I'm just saying both of them are interchangeable. They can play multiple positions. But anyways, finish your. Who would you? So yeah, I'm starting. Mikel, that's honestly like I agree. undeniable. Like, I, what he did with Brooklyn was just amazing. He already showed you his defensive upside with Phoenix, and he evolved into like he was averaging what like twenty five plus in Brooklyn. Yeah. Dude was a stud, and so you have to start him. I'm benching Michael Porter Jr. and I'm cutting Jeremy Grant. Okay, and I am agreeing with you. Starting Mikel Bridges, I'm personally. Benching Jeremy Grant and I'm gonna cut Michael Porter Jr. Cutting. But I'm not doing it easily. I'm I'm not just tossing him away. I'm gonna be like, sorry, bro. Just, yeah. like, I like Jeremy Grant a little yeah. better. I'm cutting the the journey, man. He's used to it. It's rude. It's rude. All right. So last thing that we are going to do is I'm going to give you running backs and you're going to rank them without knowing who's next. Okay. Top five. It's five players. Okay. So let's do the name number one. I don't want you to look this way. So the first name I'm going to give you is Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Oh, I'm very high on Kenneth Walker. But I got to think who you would put on here. Like you're going to put some top guys on there. So I'm going to slide Kenneth Walker at the three spot. Okay, Kenneth Walker at three. Mm -hmm. Remember where you have these guys. The next name is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Oof. He's a guy where I would have put him at three. Yeah. But again, you don't have any context of who's coming next, so. Mm. Dang, Tony Pollard. I'm going with the upside of of Kenneth Walker. I'm putting Tony at four. 
Tony at four. Okay, the next name is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is going to be number two. Number two. The next name is Brees Hall. Ah. <laughs> made it, I made it tough on you. Mm, that's tough because he's not the best one here. He's absolutely not the best one here. And I personally, I like Kenneth Walker better. But then you got to anticipate. Pollard, but I mean, it's only two spots. It's one or five. <laughs> yeah, you got to anticipate. You don't know who's coming next. Oh, you're right. You might have messed me up. But I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm a Brees Hall at five. Oh, man. This is nasty work. DeAndre Swift. <sighs> DeAndre Swift is the number one running That's back. That's crazy. Here. That's nasty. So you had Swift at one, Walker at three, Pollard at four, Barkley at two. I don't know why I went that order, but Brees Hall at five. I think the correct order would be Barkley at one. Mm-hmm. I would probably. I, you were gonna, I don't know why. I, I thought a better running back than Barkley was coming, but yeah, he was a safe one. I would go Barkley at one. I would go. I would go Pollard at two. Really? It's tough. Then I will go Walker, then Hill. I mean, then Hall, and then mm-hmm. Swift. I would go Barkley, Walker, Pollard. Mm-hmm. I feel like Walker and Pollard might, are right I there. Say I might do Hall, then Pollard. Uh, coming off an injury. They're both coming off injuries. Very true. You're right. Forgot about Hall's injury. One's younger. It's close, but I'll do Hall. Then Pollard, then Swift. Swift is okay. So Walker was your number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know you're a Walker guy. Very high on Kenneth Walker. Love my Seahawks. (laughs) All right, I think that's all we got. Unless you got something for me. Uh, don't think I do. And that's fine. We we got a whole bunch of stuff within this conversation. This this was a good podcast, man. For sure. But yeah, I don't know. I think we keep trying to do this whole two. I think a week is good for us. We just got to find the right day mm-hmm. before everything hits. So, like, today was perfect because we got a couple games, a couple of days before the finals are back. Yeah. And then if they win, we probably don't want to go too far. We want to talk about it. So maybe we'll hop on a Zoom or something. But as far as getting ourselves in here, we can wait some time because we've been going almost a week and a few days before we've been yeah, recording. Yeah. And it's been fine. Mm-hmm. We just, the good thing is, is we had conversations that, aren't going to be, you know, not worth talking yeah, about tomorrow. Relevant yeah. In two days I can post a lot of these within the week yeah. and it'll be good for us. And Especially you guys like the football stuff since it's yeah. incoming. You guys just got to do your part. Mm-hmm. Hit that like button. So other people can see it. Yeah. I have like 10 YouTube channels. I go on to every single the one. Burners. Of them like, yeah. I do have a burner account. You got a burner account on Twitter. Twitter. Uh huh. You don't? You have a burner account? I'm Twitter? thinking about making one. Oh, you're thinking about it. Okay. Thinking about making one. Why? I just, I don't know. You got to push some agendas? Maybe. <laughs> Anonymous? Maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. You guys can probably hear the toilet flushing in the background. Yeah, it's the yeah. middle of the day today. So Yeah, but that's good for us. You know, yeah. it gives me more time. Yeah, we, we got stuff to do. So but Yeah, I appreciate you all for watching. We will see you all next time.